What does baptism mean? Really, that question that our catechism answers is maybe just another way of saying, who cares? Why does it matter? And it's a question everyone wants to get to, sometimes first. Pastor, just tell me what it means. But to get to this point, we had to first know that baptism is not just water, but is water used according to God's command and combined with his word and promise. And that baptism gives the forgiveness of sins and delivers from death and the devil. And with and all this, not because baptism is just water, but because of the word and the promise with the water. And faith, which trusts this word in the water. And because of all of this, what does baptism mean? It means that a new identity is being created in us. Identity is something that defines you. It's who you are. But what is that? What defines you? Is it my job? Is it my family? Is it my age? Is it my interests? Is it my social groups? And if I were to take a poll of this and ask you uh, who you are now, and then again, ask you in a year, or maybe even less, maybe in a month, how many of us would have a completely different answer, even in that just short span of time? And we live in an era where people are almost expected to change jobs every few years, and where so many people have broken families. So figuring out who they are in relation to their own family is difficult. And so they don't have a home, they just merely have multiple residences. And how many people are constantly trying to live up to expectations from others and, and maybe even from themselves? Who am I if I feel this constant weight and guilt? Am I worthy of anything? There's a craving and need among us to figure out just who it is that we are. But this is not a new problem. Nicodemus, the man who shows up in both of our texts from John, was a man suffering from an identity crisis. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and we know the Pharisees, right? They're the bad guys. And he's a member also of the Jewish ruling council. In other words, the Sanhedrin. This is the very same council, and the very same group of guys that put Jesus to death. But he had seen Jesus' miraculous signs and he understood that only God could do these things. But still, he didn't know exactly what to make of this teacher from God. And so he goes to Jesus at night. Why does he go at night? Well, he goes at night because he didn't want his fellow Pharisees or Sanhedrin members to see, to know what he was doing. He wanted to hide it. He came seeking the truth, but he didn't want anyone else to know. For Nicodemus, his identity was that of a Pharisee first. His job and his colleagues came first and second. Truth, somewhere down the line. When Jesus replied, he explained that no one is able to see the kingdom of God, that is, have faith, unless he is born from above. 
Nicodemus hears Jesus say the word born, and he wonders, how can someone be born again? How can he be born when he is old? He cannot enter into his mother's room a second time, can he? To Nicodemus, Jesus was just speaking in riddles. But even Nicodemus seemed to sense a, a deeper meaning in Jesus' words. What does this mean? Jesus says, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. The new birth, Jesus said, is not from water and the Spirit as, as two separate experiences, but water and the Spirit working together to give new birth. Jesus was speaking of baptism, through which the Holy Spirit works saving faith. Without the Holy Spirit working faith in the heart of Nicodemus, he couldn't see or enter God's kingdom. And why is this? Because Nicodemus' identity was still that of one conceived and born in sin. It was the identity created by his natural birth, the identity inherited all the way back from Adam, an identity that was by nature sinful. An identity that could do no good works and an identity that would result in death. As St. Paul would say years later, I know that good does not live in me, that is, in my sinful flesh. The desire to do good is present with me, but I am not able to carry it out. So I fail to do the good I want to do. Instead, the evil that I do not want to do, this is what I keep on doing. Who can bring what is pure from what is impure. Who can enter heaven, which requires perfection, when we are by nature sinful? So what's the solution? We need a new man, a new identity created in us. We need to be born from above. And since we can't do it, God needs to do it to us. The Holy Spirit needs to convert us. And through baptism, he does. In baptism, our, our sinful nature, our old Adam, our corrupt identity, dies with all its sins and evil lusts. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled to avoid sin and to repent of our sin when we don't. And most importantly, to cling to Jesus' forgiveness in faith. And that's exactly what we see Nicodemus doing the next time we hear of him. Jesus has died. Sentenced to death by Nicodemus' own counsel, Nicodemus and one other guy, Joseph of Arimathea, abstaining from the vote. The one who had been sent from God, the one who had done miraculous works, and the one who promised new life is dead. He's been defeated. If there was ever a time to hide, and to fear for your life and reputation, this is it. That's even what Jesus' own apostles do. We know later after this, they were hiding in the upper room. But Nicodemus, in his new identity, created by the Holy Spirit, anointed by the waters of baptism, now in the toughest circumstances, is not ashamed to publicly witness his faith. In front of everyone, he goes with Joseph of Arimathea to take Jesus' body down from the cross. 
and he buries him in a new tomb. But he first anoints Jesus' body with aloes. He, he pours on spices to make Jesus' body smell, well, not dead. But Jesus won't need it and doesn't need it. Jesus is truly dead, of course. That's what his burial shows. God is dead and is laying in a tomb. But Jesus' death is the very way that he overcame the curse of Adam, the curse of death. Jesus' death that means that in baptism, my old Adam, my sinful nature has also died with Jesus. St. Paul says in Romans 6, verse 4, we are buried with Christ by baptism into death, that just as he was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Our first hymn this evening was, Were You There? I think it's kind of a funny hymn because we weren't there. That's obvious. We weren't there when Jesus died. We weren't there when Jesus was laid in the tomb, and we weren't there when Jesus rose. But our baptism takes us there. Or rather, it brings those things, and it brings the blessings those things won to us. But it brings it to us, not, not in a way to, to make us feel sorry for Jesus and what he had to do, but to prove what his death, burial, and resurrection mean for us. That our sins are paid for. As surely as Jesus died and was buried, so is our sinful nature, our old Adam. He has died and is buried. And so just as surely Jesus rose from the dead, so too will a new man come forth and arise, one who shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Baptism means that, like Nicodemus, we have a new identity. We have a new identity as God's children. Nothing in this world, our jobs, our age, our sin, our guilt, is as deep or full as that identity. Baptism means that how, no matter how often we fall short or fail, nothing that we can do or fail to do can remove from us the identity that God has given us as a gift. Our relationship with God is the one relationship in this life that we can't screw up because we didn't establish it. We, can't, we can neglect this relationship, we can deny it, we can ignore it, we can run away from it, and we can hide it just as Nicodemus had tried to do. But we cannot destroy it. God loves us too deeply and too completely to, too completely to ever let us go. When so many of our relationships are, are fragile and, and tattered, our relationship with God through baptism, through our baptism into Christ, remains solid and intact no matter what. Our old Adam died with Christ and we were born from above with the Holy Spirit. Baptism means that we have a new man who pleases God. It means that death cannot hold us down. It means that our tomb, like Jesus, is only temporary. We too shall rise. We are united to Christ. That's what baptism means. In Jesus' name, amen.
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.